What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, got to tell you about our friends over at Solace Meds. We've partnered with the premier dispensary for you, and we have smoking hot deals this month. You can get 15% off uh, gold shelf concentrates, 20% off wana tinctures and tarts, 20% off mountain select rosin and cartridges, 25% off Blues Brothers joint packs, 25% off uh, gummies, 20% off all Keef Cola products, 25% off Dixie products. And guys, if you use the Magical code DNVR20. You'll get those deals plus an additional 20% off. And if you stop by the Wheat Ridge location, you'll also get a free Solace Bar or King Cone. You can stack these deals up to be incredible. So you should check them out. You can also visit them at one of their locations or online over at solacemeds.com. That's S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. And when you do, whether you're in person or online, make sure to smash that code DNVR20 to get 20% off plus those other great offers. So make sure to check them out over at solacemeds.com. All right, fellas, let's hop into the show. Number one for the one and only DNVR. Two goes out to Zach May, Sake at the bar. Three for Mr. B in that old trophy case. Number four still waiting for, well, bring on the chase. Couple with brick, brew and a friend, bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DDNVR. We are DNVR. What's up, friends? I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my guys, Henry and Andre Simone. Welcome in to the DNVR Broncos podcast. And before we hop into the show, which is going to be a fun one, probably mm. pretty wild mm. with the way this morning's wow. already going, mm-hmm. got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, <laughs> MSU Denver Online, because time and time again, the one thing that will protect you against economic downturn is an education allowing you to adapt into varying careers. And you can go build that toolbox over at MSU Denver Online. My boys, what is <laughs> up? Dre and Hank, you guys did so well on Three Ring Circus. Mm. It was so crazy. We said, see you, Ryan. See you, Mace. That's right. It's the three of us. Now, no, just kidding. Those two are off, and we thought that we'd bring back the crazy, the fun with you guys. I'm so pumped to be rolling with you guys. Thanks for joining me today. It's a good place to be on a Monday. Mm, like, yeah. I, I feel like this is a nice uh, a way to worse. start a week, you know? Could be a lot worse. Do I get to brag about the poll win? Yeah. Yeah. Is uh, that something I could do right now? Pretty dominant. Yeah. Three ring, forty one percent. Henry upsetting we all the bookmakers by going over seven percent. What did he end at? Settling in at twelve. Twelve. Wow. So you had the whole Chisholm family. Yeah, yeah. That's, really that's what right. it was. Nice. Nice. Paxton Lynch Three percent. generations yeah. on Twitter. I think he's got. Yeah. Well, yeah. Henry, there's a lot of them. I gotta say, <laughs> nice. thank Love you that. for being terrible in, yeah. in the poll because Absolutely. guys, every single guest we've had has lost in the poll. But dead last. Really? So I, Dre brought the heat. We couldn't. Uh, we couldn't have that be uh, how it went. So you you ha- you helped the the guests. How fail. do you keep getting guests? Uh, we don't tell them that they're gonna fail. Wow. I mean, now it's out there though. Now just, now the people know. They don't know what the people want. You know, you don't know That's what the people true. want. You do though, Zach. Uh, Obviously, uh, third. Yeah, yeah, twenty five percent. Yeah, Dre gets great. it though. Yeah, it's W though. First returning guest though. <laughs> First returning guest. That's true. So I had an advantage there. Yeah. yeah. 
Because you, you're now oh. tapped into what the people want. Exactly. It's like when you play a division rival, you know, once at home, once away, mm-hmm. then you see them the third time in the playoffs. Oh. By that time, you've dialed in, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, that's a scary thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the Chiefs, it is. And yeah. speak, speaking <laughs> of scary thoughts for the Chiefs, Demarius Thomas calls it a career today. Number 88 had some big plays Incredible. against the Chiefs, some huge plays for the Denver Broncos. Guys, when you first saw the DT retired, what'd you think? It, it kind of threw me off, honestly. Like, like not because I thought that there was like more football in him. Like we, we saw how things kind of wound down that it was, it, it was time for him to be done. Oh, for sure. But to actually see Demarius and, and they posted the video, him talking mm. through everything. Yeah. It, it makes you think back. Cause you know, for me, what I was, 13, oh. 12, oh, come on, <laughs> come on, Zach. But yeah, I'm like 12 or 13 when he gets drafted. So he's like one of the first career Broncos. Yeah. that was like one of the guys who like I followed closely. I remember him being drafted. I remember all the big moments. And and to watch somebody like that retire, you know, it you, you it brings back emotions. You, yeah. you miss him. You, you realize like that is the end of an era. And it was it was a really great era for Bronco fans. Yes, it was. It was a great era for no Broncos kidding. fans. I mean, he wasn't just involved in Peyton Manning, but of course, maybe had the most yeah. famous play with Tim Tebow, which Tim gets all the credit for. But really, that was mm-hmm. Demarius Thomas's play. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. Tim throws it. What did we say before the pot? Eleven yards. And then DT takes it the other 70 yards. 69. 60, Don't 69. waste that, you're Zach. Right, Come right. on. 69 <laughs> nice <laughs> yards to the end zone to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, and then what he did with Peyton Manning, guys, was yeah. unreal. Incredible. Yeah. Absolutely unreal. For sure. I mean, I think he's one of the greatest wide receivers of his generation. Glad he gets to do the retirement. Get his proper goodbye from Broncos country today. Um Maybe a little too late, but you can never tell someone when it's time to hang it up. You know, he tested it out, but he is one of those, you know, real like physical specimen Mm -hmm. freak guys. He was selected over Dez, Mm -hmm. which was a big thing. Dez Bryant versus Demarius Thomas. I think Josh McDaniels uh, won that decision. Amazingly enough, that's his pick. One win, his biggest win. Is it his biggest contribution to the Broncos? Oh, yeah, by far. Biggest positive, I should say. That second draft, they actually got a haul that was pretty big and, you know, what what would be, you know, some of the foundations for that uh, Super Bowl. Is that also JT? Yeah. Julius? Uh, No, I believe that was the next year in that Vaughn draft. Okay. I think they got... Did they get Mr. some Tim O-linemen Tebow. out of that? Of course they got Tim Tebow. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a sec. But he was just one of those guys, like, almost built like an H-back. Yep. And I remember that rookie year, you know, he was coming off injuries. He really didn't get rolling by, like, year three, which is when Peyton comes around. So I even remember, like, man, it's crazy Elway sold Peyton on just the upside of Decker and DT. Right. Yeah. Like, right. It, cause it was all uh, similar to this wide receiver group. And, yeah. and where you know often I'm like, Green Bay. yeah, man, people really hype this wide receiver group. Uh, and look, I'm the draft guy. So I've been hyping KJ and Jerry Judy. You can listen to draft pods from like 2018. He knows to hear his my, stuff. Okay. But he does. At, at the same time, I'm like, okay, you got to prove it on an NFL field before you, but it is a similar circumstance. I mean, DT was just uh, just incredible. Those screens he could do. I mean, 
the yak few guys did it better and that's the tebow play and that's so yep. many of those quick mm -hmm. bubble screens with peyton that just kept the offense like lethal and so on time it was an extension to the run game he's just amazing and that story ryan tweeted out today i i'd suggest everyone go back and check that out about dt and some of the injuries he was dealing yeah. with mm -hmm. and you know just always a leader stoic mm -hmm. never complained yep yep very really humble one of, one of the toughest denver broncos that, that's ever been around but he was very quiet so you never got to know it uh you know he wasn't riding off in a cart crying and then you yeah. know back at practice a couple of days later like so, some other guys we've seen he was a guy that was going to fight through anything uh almost like remember mark schlereth who you know battled so many injuries yep. but was just always there on sunday that was pretty much dt yep. and his injuries were brutal but he was always there and dt when he was playing it really seemed like he was one of the most underrated guys in in the Broncos organization in their history just because you know he did have some drops here and there mm -hmm. and that's what people would focus on but Dre like you said he could do the screens he could do the slants mm -hmm. he yeah. could he could do the the 15 yard ends he could do the the seam routes he could do it all mm -hmm. Well, he could take yeah. the small play and turn it into a big one. Yeah. So even if sometimes you have a drop and you're giving up a couple small plays, he was making up for those margins and some. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he really was. And so that's a question for you guys is, is DT the most underrated Bronco of all time? I think so. I think, I think the drops mm. are part of the reason why, but also the fact that he played with Peyton Manning. I think that some people... He gets knocked for that. Exactly. They attribute some of the success that he had to Peyton, which, I mean, obviously, he had, what, a 1,400-yard season was his best? I think he got in the 1,400s one year. That's he had more than that. Did he get in the 1,500s? I believe I'll have so. I'll for you in just a sec. Wow. I, I mean, so. And, and again, like, you don't do that without a Peyton Manning, probably. Yeah, 1619. 1619. How about how about this, Henry? From 2012, when Peyton got here, to mm. 2016, yep. a year after Peyton was here, and of course, Trevor Simeon's best mm -hmm. year, he averaged 101 receptions, 1,477 yards, oh. and 10 touchdowns for oh. a five-year period. It's absurd. That is, to try to put that in perspective, that's a fantastic best year of your career. Yeah. And then to do that, Five straight years to average that is insane. And so, Dre, you said the best Freaky year of his number, career was 16? Yeah, 1600? 1619, yep. Whew. I mean, just an absolute beast. And during that yeah. stretch from 2012, yeah. actually all the way to 2017, he played in every single game for mm. the Broncos. And then when he was traded in 2018, he played in, in all eight of the Broncos games and only missed one game with the Texans. Gosh, short career. I mean, that yeah. that prime is pretty, but what, I mean, what a prime. Holy cow. Yeah, seriously. And so in his career, guys, he finishes with, let, let me pull it up here. He finishes with 9,055 yeah. receiving yards yeah. for just with the, his time with the Broncos. I believe he was only 300 yards short of 10,000 yards on his career. So the 9,000 is second most in Broncos history. Then he has 665 receptions, which is the third most in Broncos history. He has 401 first downs. That number just blows my mind. 400 first downs. He played in that 125 games with the Broncos. 60 receiving touchdowns, which is the second most yeah. uh, in the Broncos history. And, of course, Super Bowl 50 champ. And, of course, set the record in yeah. Super Bowl 48. Everyone yeah. wants to forget, but receptions. <laughs> no one was good that day except for Demarius Thomas.
What a career, man. And you forget his, uh, I mean, the past he came from with, uh, you know, the his parents in and out of jail um, and going to Georgia Tech where he doesn't say. put up stats, yeah. but yeah. he's still he's a blocker. such a freak. Um, then has an ACL, mm-hmm. still goes in the first round, takes a minute, but when he arrives, he doesn't just, I mean, he... Yeah. An absolute meteorite. Um, Yeah, man. One of my favorite. And despite all that, just like even keel, super, super great dude, you know. Yeah. Which which is so rare for a receiver. Seriously. Right. The anti-diva in a way. Right there. Just somebody who he's going to do what you ask him. And maybe that comes from like playing at Georgia Tech. Yeah. and, And being like part of the triple option offense where... They throw oh, the ball like totally. maybe 10 times in oh. a game. Mm-hmm. And you're just out there blocking on the edge every single time. And you get to the NFL and he's like, yeah, I'm cool with it because that's how you win football games. And, yeah. and that's what you need to be able to go go and actually win football games, win the Super Bowl that they won. And to have somebody who's who has that mentality, you know, you're wearing the Nuggets shirt. You know, All offseason, we're seeing guys like Dame start saying like, oh, yeah. It might be time for me to check out somewhere else. And there's just all this drama going on. The Nuggets are lucky to have a guy like Nicole Jokic. Right. It just makes you have, it makes you more comfortable. And, you know, that's a lofty comparison for sure. But that sort of attitude, you just need it. Yeah. You need it. And he provided that. And I think especially to those younger receivers, that, that that's important to have. Yeah, it, it's definitely important to have, especially the way the first two years of his career went, not just oh. battling injuries and, and only playing in 21 of a possible, what would that be, 32 games, mm-hmm. but then also playing with Tim Tebow and in an offense <laughs> yeah. that ran the yeah. ball and barely passed yeah. the ball. And he was a guy who ended up being a five-time 1,000-yard receiver, but the first two years of his career, he put up 283 receiving yards and 551 receiving yards. Right. What if yeah. it was uh, Des Brown? instead of him how, how do you think he or you know just not, <laughs> right. not, not even yeah. as a typical receiver would have acted maybe he wouldn't have even seen 2012 because mm, he would yeah. have demanded a trade or, or or something crazy like that seriously it, when, it's crazy when you have tim tebow completing two passes in a game yet decker and dt are out there making sure that right. they're doing all right. the dirty work just to get one or two catches in a mm-hmm. game yeah and, and that sets the tone mm. too i think that when you when you spend a couple of years doing that becomes a lot easier to catch 10 balls a game and also block mm-hmm. the rest of your career. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, uh, of course, the play that comes to my mind when I think of DT is that Tim Tebow one. Mm-hmm. What What are some other ones that jump out to you guys when you think about De- Demarius Thomas's career? I think it's as a rookie, he has a touchdown against Seattle. That was his first big game, and it was... I mean, because that's the thing about... DT, the second you saw him on the field, it was like, wait, who's 88? Yeah. Oh, that. Oh, wow. Like, he looks different. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude just had something. So that, I mean, the first moments of seeing DT like that definitely stand out. Then I'm trying to think of other big plays but man, like just seeing him on the sideline, like doing his thing on screens constantly, like that. Yep. If I was to make the DT statue, it's him, you know, making a first move after catching. Yep. And I, I think that, that <laughs> yeah. kind of gets forgotten too, right? And maybe not forgotten, but just you, you think of him more as the jump ball guy because right. he was so big. But there were so many of those screens and, and those short passes that he takes so far, like the one with Tim Tebow against Pittsburgh. Yep. Yeah, yeah. When we're so, talking about so. like the biggest moments of his career, to me, 
I think the two that really stick with me, first of all, there was the game where his mom, it, his mom got out of yep. prison. It was her first time mm-hmm. watching him play football since, since he was in middle school, elementary school, something like that. Yeah. And, and just like that whole week leading up to it, especially like, cause, cause at that point, like I'm just a pure fan. Like, right. like there is no like podcast, any of that. Mm-hmm. And, and so to be able to watch that and somebody who you really care about, somebody who, you know, you spend a lot of time thinking about to see him have that moment is it's, it's just really cool. Yeah. And, and then the other one that I go back to, you mentioned it, the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. like when everything's going wrong and he had what, like 15 catches in that game. Yeah. Set a record. He, he showed up. Yep. He yep. showed up. Yeah, he, he did. He did, and uh, man, when, when you look at these numbers that he had, guys, it is just insane. Talk about someone that showed up day in yeah. and day out. I mean, he had 1,400-yard season, a 1,400-yard season right after that, 1,600, 1,300, 1,000 yards. It really is incredible, uh, and he, he did kind of, you know, we remember DT's career, how it ended being, you know, a little disappointing, especially the way he walked out the door when he went to Houston, went on a radio station and kind of talked bad about the Broncos. But I think Mm. people kind of think he fell off more than he actually did. His last season with the Broncos, his last full season with the Broncos in 2017, guys, he had 949 yards. I mean, I, I look at I look at Jerry Judy's season last year. Now it was a rookie season, but 850 yards, and I and I think, wow, that is really good for a rookie. 949 yards for a vet who's apparently you know quote unquote fading is just incredible. Still, was that a Trevor Simeon season? It was. Wasn't that Trevor Simeon, Brock Osweiler, Paxton Lynch? So I mean, throw in another wrinkle to it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that, like, again, the way yeah. that things ended, it could leave, like, a sour note. I don't think it should, though, because, first of all, if you have complaints about the Broncos at that time, <laughs> hey, I mean, maybe at that time, I still was, like, kind of pie in the sky. Like, things things are going great. Like, you're a year or two removed from a Super right. Bowl. Things are going to work out. They didn't, and, and I think maybe he saw that coming. But also the fact that he did go to Houston, I think... It changes some things. You know, he isn't just a career Bronco. But if you're Demarius Thomas, imagine saying like, no, I'm just going to play out this season. I'm going to retire. I'm not even going to see what I could do somewhere else. Right. It, it wouldn't feel right. You know, you have to see if there's anything left in the tank because he is still retiring relatively young compared to, you know, star receivers in 2021, star football players in 2021. And I couldn't imagine being Demarius Thomas and just just hanging it up after that point, and not just seeing what's out there, seeing if there's an opportunity to get back to what he was, and realizing that the the he was pretty much done. How and old is Julio? It's a good way to go. That's a good question. Because DT is thirty three. Yeah, Julio's thirty two. They don't sound that far off each other. No. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great. But it really speaks to the injuries he dealt with before even coming into mm-hmm. college. And how tough he was. Um, yeah, right. Only nine months wow. apart. That's, That's what crazy. I figured. I mean, but that really goes to speak to the wear and tear. And I mean, you mentioned that year um, in 2017. 2015, the offense, the Broncos offense was not good. You yeah. Guys. yeah. Yeah. But DT is there with 105 catches on 177 targets with 1,300 yards. That is insane. That's a great point. So he's carrying an offense yeah. with Peyton, 
not at his best and Brock yeah. as a first-time start. Yep, man, that is a fantastic point. And so to compare, because I think mentioning Julio is really interesting because I still think of Julio as like a guy that could be a, a, in his prime and, and an all-pro. But Dez is maybe the, the best. Com- yeah, he seriously is. Mm. Dez may be the best comparison. Uh-huh. And Dez obviously got off to a better start, but... Not that much better of a start. He had 500 yards his first year in the league, then right. 900. And then when DT heated up, so did Dez. Dez had back-to-back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. Uh-huh. DT had back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back 1,000-yard yeah. seasons. Yeah. And that was it for DT. 3,000-yard seasons in a row, then a 400-yard season, then an 800-yard season. You mean Dez. Yes, then another 800-yard season. When DT was just... Yeah. was great with Peyton, without Peyton, with Trevor, with yep. three different quarterbacks. Yep. So DT was the best choice. He he was the right choice there, even though Dez probably couldn't have been more opposite in terms of wanting the spotlight mm-hmm. and being mm-hmm. being vocal about where he and also being in Dallas and you, you get all the media there. DT, that wasn't who he was, and that was just what the Broncos needed to be. And, and I remember uh, it was either in 2016 or 2017, Emmanuel Sanders said, uh, oh, yeah, DT and I are divas. I'm the something diva, and DT's the cowboy diva. There was zero diva in DT. Yeah. No, and I mean, he also caught 90 catches and 1,000 yards with Trev in that 2016 9 and 7 year. That's because Trev was great. Yeah. No, I mean, now's not the time. (laughs) (laughs) Now's not the time. Trev was great, but DT especially. So, you know, I mean, and again, yeah, Julio, Matt Ryan, his entire career, Tony Romo, Dez, all his good years, that's with Romo. Yep, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, DT got a lot done with Brock and Trev and uh the other cast of characters, Tebow. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, you're 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 so you're so right. Mix and it up. Uh, I want to talk about how DT could maybe set up the path for a Cortland Sutton, a Jerry Judy if the Broncos do mm. go from, you know, one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, a quarterback plays in the league from last year to one of the greats, just like they did with Tim Tebow to Peyton Manning. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers kind of in the news. But first, guys, got to tell you about our friends over at Chevalier Mortgage. Mike and Virginia Chevalier are a great pairing to get mm. anything done with your mortgage. And one of the things that really separates them is Michael Chevalier is a certified financial planner, meaning he looks at more than just one interest rate for you when compiling a loan. He looks at your entire financial picture, which is so important when you're putting together a loan. So make sure to check them out over dnvrmortgage.com. And when you do, you enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. And most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options over at dnvrmortgage.com. Mike and Virginia are also proud DNVR members, CSU alums. So go Rams can, can say that freely on this. Well, not, not even really yeah, with, with Henry yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> and they work nights and weekends to get it done for their clients make sure to check them out over at dnvr mortgage again you can win a free dnvr shirt or hat when you do and most importantly get set up with a free consultation great stuff also Mm. i believe it's time if you haven't already for example right now would be a great day to become a dnvr member go back in the archives read some of the great Mm -hmm. d uh dt content we've had through the years um but in general, support us. Help us out. Check out Henry's Buffs content. Check out Mace and Zach on the field. Training camp, mini camp. They're getting it all done. They're talking to the coaches, the players. 
They might even be annoying them from time to time. That's okay. <laughs> we employ them to do it. But to employ Big Z, Mace, all the whole crew, we need your support. We need you to dial in, become a member today. The perks are endless. The membership essentially pays for itself. It's less than a cup of coffee a month. You get a free t-shirt. You're going to get all sorts of brilliant other goodies. You come to the bar. You're essentially a built-in celebrity when you're a member. Mm -hmm. Beer yeah. upgrades, food upgrades, service upgrades, new baller deals on merch every single week. You get to participate in our yeah. members' Discord. Here's the beauty of becoming a DMVR member. No matter how much time I take on this read, I'm always going to forget two or three perks. That's, oh, yeah. yep. that's how packed it is. Support us. Support your uh, cravings for sports this summer and beyond. Become a DMVR member. DDMVR.com. Check it all out. Beautiful. Thanks, bro. I've uh I got something I want to add. Whoa. So Whoa. Uh, so yesterday I was uh up in good old Windsor, Colorado. Oh is this boy. is sunscreen ad? We got a little back. Should be. We got a little Should background be. on the story. I don't know. The thing like is, this. like, I'm not actually that dumb. It's just that I do mm. dumb things. And like you can ah. kind of categorize them. Like their sunscreen is its entire Potato own category. Okay. It's like okay. Yeah. Would you say forgetfulness would be in that? It's top three, probably. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's oh, probably yeah. top three oh, yeah. of my weaknesses. But yeah, point is, I went up there for a golf tournament with RK and Eric and Blaze. Eric, Eric, D line. No, wow, Eric, what am I saying? Shouts to those guys. I was a little bit naive Mr. going Coe, up there. Mr. Co, I believe he's going by. Oh, Mr. Co. Yeah, Mr. Co. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so we got up there. I was thinking, you know, I'm a good golfer if I have like maybe maybe two drinks over the course of the round. One on the front nine, one on the back nine. Is that Just, your secret sauce? The secret sauce is to not have too much. It, it, the mm -hmm. more alcohol, the worse it gets. I can survive with like a couple of drinks. Okay. Narrator, he had too much. <laughs> he did have he too much. The twelve pack. So oh, the problem no. was we get up there and there's Breckenridge beers in the carts. Mm. Like each cart, and I didn't realize this was coming. I had like this nice summer pilsner. Oh, first time I'd had that one. It was so good. It just went down so quick. So good. It yeah. did go down so quick. <laughs> and is then, this a read right now? What's going yeah, on? Yeah. Oh, oh I should say, yeah. It's, it's okay, Breckenridge okay, Brewery, if you, have, if you hadn't seen that one Let's coming. Go. But yeah, I mean, we I had a bunch of Breckenridge beers. It was a wreck. The, the car ride home, which, I mean, just after everybody sobered up, I want to make sure that was clear. Course, but that was honestly kind of the problem, is that's why I was so miserable mm. sitting in the back of the car, because mm. it was kind of a long day. The point is, the golf tournament became so, 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 so much fun. Because of our good, good friends at Breckenridge Brewery. Good, and good. it's just another great summer good. day yes. that Breckenridge helped provide. Uh, should also say that if you buy any Breckenridge beers, which you can do by going to basically any grocery store or liquor store, if you want to be sure, use the beer locator at Breck, or breckbrew.com. But uh, they're also donating 1% of their profits this summer to the National Parks Conservation Association. That's which, big time. Yeah. That's big time. I mean, that's... That's we all love awesome. nature here, right? Absolutely. Probably Zach more than Dre Especially would be my Colorado. guess. I, lo I love being outside. I love being outside. We both <laughs> we both we both really enjoy being outside. Yeah. Yeah. He just wants to be out in a more remote area walking. Mm -hmm. I want to be outside in my shaded patio backyard. Mm. I can't blame you. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Can't yeah. go wrong as long as there's a. But we'll all be sipping breck brews, right? <laughs> no matter what. Exactly. So that's all that we matters. absolutely will be. Yep. And guys, so I want to get into this conversation about you know, is it possible for a Cortland Sutton or a Jerry Judy to follow in Demarius mm. Thomas's mm. path here? Mm. And I'm going to preface it with what John Elway said 
about DT this morning after DT announced his retirement. So here is his statement. He said, Demarius had an incredible NFL career and was such a big part of everything we accomplished during his many years as a Bronco. DT was the complete package as a wide receiver, growing into one of the very best at his position. The combination of his size, speed, strength, and athleticism was unmatched. Yeah. Demarius's remarkable consistency and production were instrumental in our offense, setting historic records and our team winning a lot of games, including two AFC championships and Super Bowl 50. Equally as impressive as his many catches, Biggs plays and touchdowns was a fact he didn't miss a game for nearly seven years in a row. You could always count on DT. He belongs um, belongs among the greatest players in Broncos history for what he's meant to this organization on and off the field and out in the community. We appreciate everything Demarius did for us and congratulate him on his retirement from the NFL. That what just, a just quote, I was going to say, I mean, coming from yeah. John, too. Which, Dude. by the way, happy birthday, big guy. Happy Number birthday. 7, 61, 61 years old today. And we were talking before the show. He's like five years away from retirement. Five. John, John, yeah. because you're already in your 60s, you might have been screwed. You might have to wait till 67. <laughs> yeah. Again, though. We just Googled this for two seconds. So we, we apologize if we're not super dialed yeah, in. And I was this. in charge of that Google for yeah. whatever you, whatever that's worth. You know, mm. he still has some Breck in his veins <laughs> yeah. after last night, probably. Yeah. yeah um, but do we think John can retire early? Do we think he, I he think can he can pull it off. I don't I don't maybe open another dealership, car dealership to make yeah. it, make it happen. A little, little part-time dealership yeah, for him. Right, right. Yeah. I'm guessing he's got a couple of IRAs set up that have got a him couple. covered. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, if not, I mean, he's he has the best job right now. I mean, he promoted himself, still getting paid those bucks for for the next <laughs> right. year. Yeah. Right. Not Sounds a like a, a little extra time for some Breck Celsius on oh, the yeah. on the golf course. Good you know, company? Yeah. yeah, good company. He, he seems like somebody <laughs> to enjoy those. <laughs> yes. This guy gets yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what what, what do you think John Elway's favorite Breckenridge beer would be? Oh boy! Yeah, Zach, you would know. It's tough. Spoken to the man, man many I mean, times. the pills maybe it. You think so? You know, some yeah. something crushable. Right. Um, oh, I don't really okay. see him as being like a, a heavy beer type of guy, like a porter. Is he more yeah. the light? Yeah, maybe the summer summer pills. Okay, what I can see. What that. do you think? See, I was thinking maybe like that uh, the nitro Irish stout. Oh, the complete opposite of what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Well, wow. I'm going I'm to trust your judgment on this one. <laughs> Trey, what do you Yeah, think? no, Cali boy, you've sold me. Right. That is true. Yeah. That in there. Yeah. The two. The who hair. wants to be heavy like that? <laughs> on the golf course? On yeah. the golf? Come on. I just <laughs> want to throw Strawberry Sky into the mix. Mm. I feel like he's a lot of Strawberry Kind of everybody's favorite. Yeah, but John's a football guy. Right. Yeah. Like, generations of football guys. Yeah. I don't know... How that his old offensive lineman would right that him. he's crushing a, a brewski with strawberry in it. Yeah, yeah. a pink can. Well, it, you know, it's a beautiful red. Oh, uh, it's I, a beautiful it is beautiful. Red. And he, like, he's yeah. he's used to beautiful red. You know, Stanford. Yeah, there you go. Go Cardinal. Yeah. Um, I thought I was talking about a redhead for a second. <laughs> I was confused. I was confused. <laughs> but no, I mean, what a quote. Yeah, but I mean, really, seriously, and and when yeah. I read that, it's hard for me to think that anyone can top that, right? I exactly. mean, in, in just terms of how much DT meant to the organization, the stats he put up that we broke down. Yeah. But DT, now Peyton had DT, but DT also did have Peyton. But then as, as we've talked about, he did it more than just Peyton. But 
what happens if Cortland Sutton, who has had a great start to his career, a better start to his career than DT has already yes. had? He's made a Pro Bowl without a Hall of Fame mm-hmm. quarterback, and he's also been injured. Uh, you know, missed most of last year. So DT was also injured, missed yeah. nearly a full season in his first two years. Cortland Sutton, exact same thing. So DT got this Hall of Fame quarterback in Peyton Manning year three of his career. This would be Cortland Sutton's fourth year of his career. I mean, are, are the mm. parallels just you, you can't ignore? And uh, what should we expect if, let's say, Aaron Rodgers lands with the Broncos this year? The thing about Demarius is it's just so tough to match. I mean, we all heard the quote. I mean, he did literally everything you could ask for him. Sure, there were a couple of extra drops, but he shows up every game. He averages, what, eight catches a game. There was a season he averaged 100 yards per game. It's just so consistent. What he provided off the field as well, it's just so tough to match because there's so many different boxes you have to check just to be on the same level as him. And I feel like that's where you have to start. Because right now, you look through Broncos history and... Comparing players is kind of like a dumb thing to do, trying to like rank them who's the best, who's the worst when the margins are so slim and they're different players. But like he's in that same class as Rod Smith and Ed McCaffrey and and the all time great receivers. And so the odds of any receiver getting to that level, you have to start by saying they're slim because those guys are just so special and so important to what the Broncos' identity is. That said, Corlin Sutton has a bunch of tools, Jerry Judy has a bunch of tools. Aaron Rodgers has a cannon arm. If you're looking for a 1,500-yard season, two years down the line, maybe Aaron's last real season as his full self, you could see it happening. You could absolutely see it happening. And as soon as that happens, then there's a path to get into that conversation. But what? There's been 22 other guys who've had a 1,600-yard receiving season in the NFL. Is that real? Yeah. Like that's incredible crazy. stat to, to throw crazy. out there, Hank. Yeah. Wow, that was smooth. So, oh, again, smooth, smooth Hank. I know. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. <laughs> I would have broke that out in segment one. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he there's just that. so many things you have to do. You have to hit that high watermark. You have to hit, like, the, the five straight seasons. Both of them are a long ways away. Both yeah. of them are a really long ways away. But I'm not going to say it's impossible because they're two really talented people. Yeah, I mean... I think you kind of identified it's a complex question because in some ways there are two different answers that can be true at the same time in that with how productive Cortland Sutton's already been at this point in his career, throw uh, Aaron Rodgers in the mix, a little development, he could be producing at Devontae Adams level, Mm. you know, who physically sets up similarly, maybe not the separator, especially coming out of college, both. Had that question mark. Second round picks. Second round picks. But in the right system, knowing what Aaron wants, using their bodies, going up and getting those contested grabs, sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. The same time, I think you go back to that Elway quote, and it really highlights how unprecedented and unique DT's like high-end traits, speed, size, and all that, work ethic, durability, consistency, really stand out. And I was trying to think as you were reading that quote, how many other guys are at that level? Uh, Megatron, certainly. Yep. Randy Moss is that kind of freak. Mm-hmm. Julio. Julio, 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. Julio's one of the freaks of freaks. In a good way. Absolutely. Absolutely. AJ Green. <laughs> Important to clarify sometimes. 
AJ Green's in that in that ballpark. Did he earn the accolades? Did he overcome the injuries the way DT did? I don't know. That could be argued. Good point. I'm sure we could go deeper in some old school guys that I'm forgetting, but well, I really, it's a short list. I really like some of the names you've thrown out. And let's start with Devontae Adams yeah. first, Dre, yeah. especially because you know both of these guys coming out as you've watched them, knowing what type of prospects they were. Because obviously we know Devontae Adams now, a fantastic receiver. For one, sure. one of the best in, in the game. And without a question, Aaron Rodgers' best receiver that, that he's mm-hmm. had, at least as of recent. And when you look at his numbers, they are really good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. But when we're talking about DT, they're not DT numbers. And so I want to look at another five-year stretch. I'll look at the most recent five-year stretch that Devontae Adams has had. Uh, in 2016, he had 75 catches, 997 yards. In 2017, 74 catches, 885 yeah. yards. Yeah. In 2018, his first 1,000-yard season, 111 catches, 1,386 yards, insane. 13 touchdowns, 10 touchdowns, mm-hmm. and 12 touchdowns those three years as well. Then 2019, he misses four games, to be fair. He has 83 catches for 997 yards. Incredible season as well. Only five touchdowns, though. And then last year, he had 115 receptions, 1,374 yards, and an NFL best 18 receptions. Those numbers on their own are just bonkers. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're insane. An average uh, of 1,129 receiving yards per year in that five-year stretch. 91 catches and 11.6 touchdowns. Insane. Fantastic. Yep. They're still falling short of DT. Mm-hmm. But significantly, I mean, in DT's five or six-year stretch, yep. he, he's going for over 100 receptions. So DT has 10, 10% more production from a, a reception standpoint. He has over 300 yards more mm-hmm. than DT, or th- th- than Devontae Adams per year. It's insane. Yeah. And so Dre how and, and, and Hank as well, how different are Cortland Sutton and Devonte Adams in terms of skill, like is Cortland Sutton that much better? Where Devonte, where you sit, when you where you can say, man, if he is, can he can be 20 percent better than Devonte? Uh, what stands out there to me is you certainly have more big playability. Okay, yeah, I mean, no, I agree. Yep, you're mm-hmm. never going over thirteen yards per reception on Devonte's end. And uh, Cortland showed that he can flirt with 15 yards per reception, if yep. not more, pretty easily. Yep. Do, does he evolve to be less of that? I don't really think you evolve that much, though. You're always going to be kind of the guy that goes and gets it. Maybe you're not stacking up the volume as far as targets and receptions, though. So that's kind of, that could be the yin and yang there. But, um, yeah, that, that does surprise me. And I, I think, gosh, what that really points out is... We might take it for granted, but DT was part of some of the greatest passing offenses in the history of this game um, and was the number one target on the number one of some of the greatest passing offenses in the history of this game. So, yeah, I mean, comparing them to mere mortals like Devontae Adams, you're going to fall short. Yeah, and that to me is the important part. He was the number one target on the best Passing attack yep. in NFL history. Yep. That is something that you can never take away from that man. Well, in a 16-game oh, season, Knock on wood and see what happens going forward. In a 16-game yeah, exactly. season, you can't. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I think like you, you just look at all these numbers. And I think if, if Cortland Sutton, if 
Jerry Judy, either one of them turns into Devontae Adams, and you know, maybe there's a little different play style there. You're happy with it. Oh, I'm and the sure, numbers yeah. the, the numbers are still not as good as Demarius's. And it, it's not a game of numbers, it's a game about wins and losses. But I think I think it just goes to show that like Demarius Thomas is such a lofty expectation to put on any young receiver mm-hmm. that I hope that that doesn't happen. Like I, I hope that Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, like they wake up this morning, they they see the retirement announcement from from Demarius Thomas. Yes, I hope they do brush their teeth. That is important. <laughs> Dude, Green real. Mountain Dental. <laughs> there we go. Get there. Yes, there we go. But yeah, I, I hope that they wake up and see that and, yeah. and go back and watch the highlights and and see what Demarius Thomas means to Broncos fans, and and, and think like I want to be that guy. Like, I hope that that is the goal for them, to be a Demarius Thomas type. And I hope that Demarius Thomas is around with the Broncos. You know, now that he is officially retired, now that he isn't hunting for work on the side, I hope he's back at the facilities, making trips out there with Peyton, because he was such a good influence. Maybe not like the most outspoken guy, but in his own way, I, that's just a presence that you want around. He in the same would way. be huge to yeah. have around the young yeah. guys. Yeah, I know Rod they tried Smith that out with there Rod too. for a minute, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they still keeping that up, or no? Not not well. Rod's out there occasionally. In (laughs) fact, Uh he was out there one of the practices this off season, but but not like in in a big role. But he did have a big role with uh, with uh, Cortland Sutton, Cortland's first year in the league. Uh, and so you would love to see that connection totally, continue yeah, to play sure. through, especially because he had such a good influence on him uh, at first. Uh, and DT, cool thing that he said in the video, he said, I'm retiring a Denver Bronco, which is not a surprise, but really cool to see. And the Broncos yeah. are going to be honoring him, I believe, before the first game, first home game of the season against the Jets this year, as they absolutely should. He's an yeah, instant ring of, or ring of famer. Probably should be in the Hall of Fame discussion, although if Rod Smith, who statistically is the best wide receiver in Broncos history, if he's still not getting the love, it's hard to think that that DT is going to get the love. But maybe being a first-round pick, being part of the Peyton Manning team, being part of one of the best offenses or the best offense of all time will get him a little further in the push. But Drake... A few more standout moments, maybe. Right, exactly, exactly. But I know it's right there. Yeah, Yeah, it's tough. Potentially, potentially... I hope so. He definitely oh, deserves at least the, the, the talk of Hall of Fame. Of uh, but, Dre, you, you point to the difference between Devontae Adam and Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton's the, the bigger play guy. He's averaged 16.1 yards per catch throughout yeah. his career. Devontae Adams in the past five seasons has averaged 12.3. Yeah. So I said, okay, what if Cortland Sutton gets the opportunities that Devontae Adams has had? Let's say he gets 91 catches per year. And he just maintains the 16.1 mm-hmm. yards per catch. And it's not crazy to say that that would go up with a better quarterback. But let's just say it sticks with 16.1 and he gets 91 catches. That would be 1,465 yards. That would be DT right there. Yeah. So maybe yeah. it's not that crazy to think. But obviously 91 catches. This isn't. We're not just talking one year, 91 catches for 1,400. We're talking over a five-year yeah. span what that yeah. would be. And he would still be falling short of DT's 101. It's just... Putting it, thinking of it this way, just really makes you realize how freaking good DT was. Unreal. How Unreal. good. And another guy you mentioned, Dre, was Julio Jones. Yeah. And Julio Jones, first ballot Hall of Famer. He could retire now and never play a down with no. the Tennessee Titans, and he'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And when I look at his numbers, that's when you say, okay, that's what it takes to be a first ballot Hall of mm-hmm. Famer, and this guy is just different from everyone in his five the best six year stretch that he had in six years guys 
He averaged 1,564 yards per game, 104 catches, and only six touchdowns. He averaged 15.1 yards per reception. So, again, those numbers probably re- really unrealistic to ever, ever ask anyone to do. Freaky. But you look at the 15.1 yards per catch, Corton Sutton right now, 16.1. Yep. Yep. I mean, so I don't think it's fair to expect if the Broncos get Aaron Rodgers to uh, that, that Corton Sutton will have the numbers DT had. But, man, there are some things that give you hope that he could be just not just great, not just a pro bowler and all pro, but like legendary. He has the tools. Absolutely. I and mean, we've always known that he's big and he can run and he can jump. And if he can put all those pieces together, which, I mean, he's put a bunch of them together to turn himself into what he is now. Right. There's, what, two, three more steps to go before you get into mm-hmm. that conversation. But you mentioned, like, the six touchdowns with Julio. That is the weak point of his resume. That's wild. One double-digit touchdown season. Wow. He had 10 touchdowns in one season. And that's always been, like, the thing. It really doesn't make any sense because you look at him. It's like, yeah, you get in the red zone. What yeah. is the first thing you do? Lob the ball up to Julio. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Totally. What it and, should and, be. And what? That doesn't work. Like, well, and you think there is a little flaw in the resume. More play, more big plays to get in there. But Devontae Adams, by comparison, four of the last five seasons going with double digit touchdowns, 18 in last season alone. Yikes. Yeah. But when you look at the stats where Cortland really needs to improve in the, this is one of those chicken and egg stats. You, how much of it is on the wide receiver? How much of it's on the quarterback? His catch percentage, Sutton's, that is, right around 54.7. So that's the amount of targets thrown your way that you're able to turn into receptions. Yep. Devontae Adams had a ridiculous 77.2% last year. Ooh. That's catching 115 out of 149 balls thrown your way. That's absurd. That had to be tops of league, especially for someone over 50 catches. By a mile. Um, Mm -hmm. And in his career, averaging 64.8. So obviously, sure helps when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback throwing your way, right? You're going to... A lot more of those targets are going to be on target. But you also got to finish your end of the bargain. The one thing you didn't mention, Henry, his hands, man. Sutton's hands out of this world you know that's what really allows him to make up for those other advantages he might not have as far as speed and quickness if he can maximize that but the other thing is how does he come back from an injury yeah yeah that's a very legitimate you know better than any of us how he's looked so far and what people are saying about his return and 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 that that's a great point dre because he he does look great he Mm -hmm. he looks fine but he may not start training camp 100 percent and i don't expect him to start training camp 100 percent. and one thing that i don't want to get fooled by this year is we hear guys come back from from a big time injury like that and they say i'm feeling great i'm ready to go especially week one comes around and you know he was 90 percent in training camp he says he's 100 percent week one but then typically after that first year Mm. coming back every guy says last year i I was feeling really good but still it was just a little off i don't want to forget that this year so if they get aaron Rodgers, even if it's drew or teddy uh i I still expect a very good season from Cortland. i mean 900 yards uh it should be the expectation but then maybe it's in 2022 when it's the 1300 yards exactly and when you really see him just break out and be that guy right yeah that extra gear might just be missing until we get to 2022 you're exactly right you always hear that like oh yeah last year i wasn't a hundred percent right exactly exactly man guys i've really enjoyed this and i'm glad that we came to the conclusion that Cortland sutton 
is better than Julio Jones. He's better than uh, <laughs> Des Bryant. He, he's better than everyone. Maybe Cortland Sutton will follow in his steps. I've really enjoyed riding with you guys today. Thanks mm-hmm. for making this Monday great. We're going to jump over to the pod side of this. So anywhere you find pods, search Broncos. will be the first one that pops up, and you can get the second half of this pod there. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you're on YouTube, please give us a like, uh, subscribe, Thumbs up. set alerts so you know next time uh, yeah. that Henry and Andre oh, are yeah. on with us talking Broncos. But we really appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll jump over to the pod side now. Thank you guys for tuning in. And just like that, we're jumping into the podcast side of things. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in with us. And before we get to the comment section, got to tell you about our friends over at Illegal Pete's because, guys, outside of the DNVR bar, there's no better place to get the most delicious food in Colorado than over at Illegal Pete's. Guys, they've got six Colorado locations, and they've got so many good things on the menu. I tell you what, I could go there and get anything, and it's going to be killer. My favorite right now is the fish tacos. You get them Baja style. Whoa. You wouldn't think about getting fish tacos from, from an illegal pizza sort of place. But guys, it's the best. It's the best fish tacos out there. I mean, you can go to a nice fish taco place and nope, it's not going to be as good as the ones over at Illegal Pizza. That pa- sounds prime. Oh, guys, oh my so God. good. It's deep what? fat, deep fried and battered, delicious fish. I feel uh, like I really trust your v- judgment on this too. Uh, so I, like you and fish tacos. I, I believe mm, it. Yeah, yep. But oh. I, I may have to do that for lunch right now because mm. I'm just dying thinking about them. Also, oh, of course, guys, you can't go wrong I'm with tempted. the nachos. Oh. You get the chips on the side and it's just like a huge queso dip with <sighs> like some salsa, some meat, some veggies, everything else thrown in. You can't beat it at oh, all. And yeah. then something else you can't beat is their marks. Really? Their marks are absolutely fantastic. Love their marks. Uh, and guys, they're they're happy hour. You can get all of that for a little cheaper as well, including the Margs, $1 off. Beers on draft, $1 off. You can't get it better than over Illegal Pete. So make sure to check them out. In fact, there's one very close to the DNVR bar. So make sure once you stop over here to go check out our friends over at Illegal Pete's. Nice. I am here to talk to you about some damn good beef. It's the summer. Uh, we'll all be grilling and uh, having great steaks, burgers, brats, some baller sausage. Who doesn't want it? If you're going to go out of your way and get some good stuff anyways, you, you buy a package of uh, castle, Hassle Cattle. It's all Wagyu. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's the blue-collar Wagyu for it guys is. like us. We barely know how to even pronounce it, but it is <laughs> to learn. the most outstanding beef you'll you'll ever find. And you order, you know, you order uh, an order with them online. It's really going to cost you what just loading up on on your meats at the at the grocery store would cost. They have such great deals. It's outstanding stuff. My three year old can't get enough. My grandfather loves it. Family's coming in town soon. We're going to load up so we can treat them to that. Their uh, jalapeno sausage are like otherworldly. All their steaks are amazing. All their burgers are amazing. Right now, you can use, um, you can buy three, get one free on flank steaks. They're delicious steaks. They're lean and very flavorful. Um, You know, just use code DNVR flank at checkout. That's DNVR F L A N K at checkout for your buy three get one free i just i can't recommend it enough so get in on hassle cattle and upgrade your summer barbecue 
Get in on StravaCraft Coffee too. They uh they make all sorts of different products. It's CBD infused coffee that you can get in K cups or like whole beans or mm. grounds or uh, the other ways to make coffee. Which you know I those are the ones that I know. <laughs> those are the simple ones. But uh, nice, yeah, nice. It, it's it's simple really great man. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I am a simple man, and I'm, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm proud. No, yeah, you yeah. keep it. You know, Strava's the thing, and you get what you like. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but seriously, CBD-infused coffee, all the good things that CBD does, like helping with back pain or anxiety, like all sorts of different ailments. IBS. Like physical IBS. Dre likes to talk about IBS. Bro. Uh, yeah, like it'll, it'll seriously like help you with something. It helps everybody with something. Uh, and if you want to check it out, you can use the code DNVR25 and get 25% off and free shipping on your first purchase. It's seriously great stuff, so, so get in on that. If you're ready to commit, though, and this is this is like the wow. pro move. Okay. This is Ooh. this is what the people who kind of know what's Ooh, up to. Yes, uh, yes, yes. You yes. can subscribe to a product, any one of those products, and you get that every two, four, six, or eight weeks. It's Oof. like a, it's like your choice, not like a luck of the draw thing where you're just like mm-hmm. waiting. Right. And, I'm, and, a two <laughs> week, I'm a two week kind of guy. Oh, I've been you? running out way too quickly. Yeah, I mean it's good stuff. But but if you do that, you get twenty percent off every single time Oof. oh and it's it, like it. nobody ever thinks to subscribe to coffee but right. it's really the perfect subscription because that's just something that you use every single day and, and it's not something you want to run out of exactly and you don't even have to worry about it. there's no like running to the store this morning because i'm terrible at planning i was almost late dre would say you were i was late. waiting for him to say <laughs> i was late but, 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 I, i've put it i've uh i've submitted my complaint i'm hoping he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll, be, he'll be doc i'm on paper. like i started my own like new time system that uh, we don't have time to get into that now but <laughs> oh, you're starting <laughs> your it own did, time it didn't system work. <laughs> so he was on time according to him <laughs> well no we no, on every time right <laughs> i was on mountain it's time called, it's, called, <laughs> it's called hang time no no time zones there's no time zones there's no daylight savings basically what i did is i just cut the fat out of time so like Love instead of like wow. you know how, like what is it now? Love it's this. it's eleven oh six. There's no more eleven oh six. No eleven oh seven. No eleven oh eight. Curious there's how this goes much. for you. I don't I don't need all of this. All there is is there's four times per hour. There's eleven. There's eleven one. Eleven two. Eleven three. Whoa. And and, and when you and have those twelve. Yeah. They're all just these fifteen minute periods because I don't need to think like oh, when do I need to leave? Not at like you leave at eleven one. Yeah. Not like. Probably this like eleven oh eight, like at eleven twenty, and I'm not gonna lie, day day one obviously didn't go great. Point it's, is, yeah, point no is, doubt, no doubt. I had to, because I didn't have coffee. I had to run across the street to like this this little market to get like a little espresso thing, a double shot thing. That's why I was kind of late. And if I had just mm. subscribed to Strava Craft Coffee, right. like you geniuses, then I yeah. would have been just fine. Or I, or if we would have subscribed to Hank Time. Yeah, would have been exactly. No. We were, I'm still working out the See, details. I think the trick for Zach and I, and even producer Kale, was that we planned to be here at 9.3, as you would call it. <laughs> no, it's not 9.3, just 9.3. You at 9.3. Which encapsulates You, you instead showed up period. just past 10 flat. <laughs> uh, so in, that'll in, get in, you. Is it, is it 10 flat? Is it 10... 10 zero, 10, 10 well, zero. We, we just call it 10. You, 10. Again, like, okay, uh, I'm simple. still working through the kings. Simple. Is it is it 10, 10, 1, 10, 2, 10, 3? Or is it 
10 1, 10 2, 10 3, 10 4. Again, mm, I'm, we're yeah. obviously yeah. day one. Eh, yeah. not, I think not we all perfect. need individual interpretations of time. You know, that's yeah. really going to help us make yeah. society more. It will. Efficient. It will. I yeah. don't need and we communicate 60 that different way too. minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 60 different minutes every hour. Just divide them up into four. The problem is, I four now minutes. can't not <laughs> think about time in <laughs> this way. Dude, it makes it so much simpler. Like, when do I need to leave? I don't know, like 11 2. I just want to spend the rest yeah, of my I'm day like texting Henry like time appointments that I'm in his time so set. I'll just convert. have you changed your your clocks like uh, the one on the oven, the one on your so phone to just say ten one ten two. I've thought about how you do that. I can't really. I haven't figured it out exactly yet. Yeah. But HankTime.com. Let's go. Wow. It's going to be on the way. Okay. And I shouldn't have said that before I buy the URL probably, <laughs> but but it's going to be a thing. This is happening and it's going to be so much better. When's the last time we changed how time works? No, oh, it's boy. been a minute. Oh, right? It's been a minute. What yeah. else has been it's unchanged been for hundreds of years? And we're Could, so, uh, ask yeah. Mace that question. Uh, yeah. That would <laughs> be one of, the, one of the few questions even Mace could answer. Yeah. I want to yeah. know what Mace thinks of Hank When's time? the last wow. time we changed time? Yeah. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. This is great. Seriously, though. Just drop well, a craft this has coffee. been fun, guys. Drop that a craft Always a pleasure. Subscribe. <laughs> Subscribe. Let's, let's, let's see if we can wrap this pot up by 10 or by 11 2. So, yeah. Yeah, we can do that? Cool. Yeah. Yes. I bet we can do it. I bet I'm we could. I'm ready for it. <laughs> let's jump into the comment section and we'll see if there's anything crazier than Hank time in here. Yeah. First one coming in from Melbourne Bronco. We got a little poem. There once was a QB named Brady who married a very hot lady. He's so highly rated, but I think deflated. So I'll just consider him shady. Last Brady wing, I promise I'm moving on. No, that was uh, that was beautiful. He's um, giving yeah. you one of these every day. Huh? Yeah, yeah, wow. they're beautiful. Guys, I, that was great. Yeah, you guys are. I though they take me a lot of thought. I'm not great with the whole like riddle, like hidden meaning. I think you're gonna need one for Hank time. Yeah. Ooh. You know yeah, to convince no people yeah. about it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, let's see. Jason 17. Beautiful. That's how we're going to say it. Okay. Jason 17. Yep. Love it. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Michael Scott. So glad I got this one. What a, what a great start great to the comment. Yeah. Uh, working in the industry, who are some of the most superstitious players you all know or have covered? And what are some of their traditions? I've heard stories of former Bronco Emmanuel Sanders and how he always wanted to play Madden and beat that day's opponent before going out and playing them. Can you guys confirm or deny and are you guys superstitious? I have not heard that about Emmanuel Sanders, and I know there's a lot of superstitions, but here's the thing about some of the superstitions with players is they don't want to talk about them. They, yeah. they, they don't want it out there because they don't want anyone, you know, knowing how to mess with their superstitions. Um, I know some players way back in the day would wear the same socks and never wash them uh -huh. for like a 10-year career. And That's just rough, imagine yeah. what those things were like. Yeah. yeah. Super, super That's rough. rough. You just got to be crazy to do stuff like that. That's yeah. my thought. Did you do anything like that when you played? Uh, <laughs> you know, of course, when when you're a batter and you're batting like, you know, 303 or something oh, yeah. like that, you got to, you know, you got to tap the plate the right way. Hell yeah. Um, on, the, on the football field, though, no, not really. And uh, now I'm very not superstitious to the point where, like, I try to ruin people's superstitions. They'll oh, like tell wow. like I've done to Ryan a couple of times. He gets pretty upset. So I've, I've stopped doing that. But uh, yeah, I don't believe in them at all. Yeah, I'm I totally agree. I'm superstitious with like betting stuff. Mm. So you, you know, like you, you I, I don't want to. I can't jinx it. Right. Because yeah, if you say something, 
they will Trey Young will miss the shot just to spite you. Well, I've now taken for granted that we've won and all's going to go south. You've seen mm-hmm. that happen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My strategy to turn things around is text like it's over. Oh. We have no, you know, like. Yeah. Be that negative guy. I know that I still believe. <laughs> I I always believe. But if I text you like, ah, oh, they have no chance it's over. Huh. I'm just trying to change the juju. So I then what believe. if I respond like, no, they definitely have a chance. Do you fight? Do you, do you not like getting that text back? Or do you just want me to be like, yeah, you're doomed? I mean, you're more. No, is gone. I think I would be like, I sure hope so, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the superstitions though, baseball players are the the oh, worst with oh, that. Yeah, the yeah. old hats and, and could, stuff like that. We yeah. should get Drew and Patrick, I'm sure, have stories for days. Anyone on the buff super or like when you were covering the Grizz? Uh, I mean, it turns out a bunch of buffs fans are superstitious. Uh, <laughs> yes. I've I've got myself in trouble a couple of times. Cause like Zach, I'm I I mean yeah. What I tweet has nothing to do with anything that's going to happen. But so true, uh, so true. I yeah. don't, like, because of that, I don't even consider the fact that other people could think that because I tweet. So it's like, oh, what a great start for the boss. There's seven of seven from three. And then I'll get, like, three sponsors like, why would you say that? And it's like, because I'm a reporter and it's my job? Like, isn't that isn't that why you follow right. me is for, like, those sorts of things? So, yeah, I, I probably my most contentious relationships with Buffs fans are about superstitions where I'm just like, hey, look at this. But yeah, like all that no yeah. hitter stuff. It's just yeah. like, come on. Now, here's what are one, we doing? Here's one thing I wouldn't do. If I was in the dugout with a guy who's throwing a no hitter through five, I wouldn't go up to him and tell him that, and, you know, just be uh-huh. talking about it. But like, yeah. come on, is an announcer or someone that tweets going to ruin it? No. Unless he's checking his no. phone. Well, that's on him. He wasn't going right. to have a no hitter anyways. Right. It's yeah. on his phone. Yeah. So yeah, oh, I, that's cool. I agree with you. Like I can Love appreciate that. like the Rockies are down, put on the rally cap. That's more of like a tradition right. to me right. than like a superstition. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just, it's bonding. I agree. I agree. But yeah, superstitions, no. And in terms of covering people, I, th- I think the superstitions come in more than like the pros. College kids are out there just trying to like fight for a future in sports and they don't really hang, have time to like. Time. Well, I've got to yeah, Exactly. <laughs> no time to waste. They, uh, four minutes per hour, you know? Their superstition is they're scally not being taken for all this (laughs) work they're doing for free. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I want to play football for a career. Yeah, exactly. What's really important is I wear pink shoelaces every time. That's what's going to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, come on. No. Next one coming in from Broncos only. I'm a daily listener and have been enjoying the podcast since January of 2020. All the listeners here are very passionate of the Broncos, and you guys make a great thing even better. I've heard mentions of other Broncos podcasts, but they don't exist to me. DNVR only. That's what we're talking about, Broncos only. Maybe your name should be like DNVR Broncos only. That's right. (laughs) Oh, man. Absolutely love you, DNVR Broncos only. I almost called them DNVR Broncos only. Next one coming from the count who we knew there was going to be a comment. And I'm so glad I get to read the count's comment. On December 8th, 2013, the Broncos waxed the floor with the Titans 53 to 28 behind a 397 yard four touchdown performance by Peyton. I wish I wish I could say the word well, like Kale hit the bleep button, but he's uh, <laughs> I don't I don't even know if that's an option we have. But Peyton Manning puts like the PFM. PFM. The yeah, yep. PFM. Yeah. I want to say that that for you. know, this is this audio is, only. You <laughs> can edit it in retrospect. That is so. true. I'm not going to make Kale do that. This exact score has only happened once in NFL history. Also, this game saw a Bronco record, a big man interception. Can you name the defensive player who caught a pass from Titans chucker, Ryan Fitzmagic? Love the count. It's 2013 I big f- man touchdown. My guess is Sly. 
My guess is Terrence Knighton. Bro, it's totally Pau. You think so? It's totally Pau. That has to be his sure. only career interception, right? You'd think. Henry, give yeah. us a guess while I try to look this up so we can actually um, have the answer and not wait on yeah. the countdown. I will, uh, I will uh, also go with Terrence Knighton because of the confidence you both have. Mm. Otherwise, I would have probably just thrown a name out there. Sylvester Williams is a name from then. Yeah. I guess Vaughn doesn't count even though he rushes on the edge. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, Terrence Knighton was kind of the guy. Malik uh, yeah. could Wolf. be another one. Derek Wolf, Exactly. Um, when, when Dre's looking that up, just since it's Demarius Thomas day, wanted to see what he did that day. He got seven passes for 88 yards and a touchdown. Always there. Yep. Always doing his thing. Yep. Always there. Dre, do we have the answer? 51, 28, 51 to 28. Yes. Okay, I've got the box score here. Drum roll, please. Pot roast. Hey man. Wow. That is a big man. Yeah, indeed. Great yes. guess by you. Man, that uh, 50 or 51 to 28. That's incredible. Mm. Mm. Yeah, nice. just a classic Peyton Manning beatdown. <gasps> yep. Next one the coming best. in from Hip Hip U Ray. Greetings, gents. As always, great content on Three Ring Circus. Good to see all the boys back in town for this one. You got a little extra dose of it today. Nice. For my comment today, mm-hmm. I wanted to address a topic that Zach and Mace brought up about what constitutes being a native of Colorado or not. Mm. So I am someone whose parents moved away from California before I was two years old to Colorado. I have zero recollection of being in California as a baby, despite that being my birth state. I consider myself a native of Colorado because it is where I was raised and the place I consider home nearly all of the best memories and friends i have are from colorado heck i even have the state flag tattooed on the inside of my arm i think what constitutes a native of colorado is more than just being born here it's about having it be a part of you in my opinion by your guys's definition i wouldn't be a native and i do not agree with that just my thoughts on the subject and thanks as always for the great content so guys as you guys can pick up someone asked what means to be a colorado native and we said you're born here, and that makes you a, a Colorado native. By definition, yeah. Yeah, by definition. Yep. That's pretty much what it is. But here's the thing, Hip Hip Ray. I am not going to slam people for wanting to make this great state one of their own. I mean, my girlfriend, Absolutely. born in Ohio, moved here when she was five. She doesn't consider herself a native, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm not going to knock her for that. Mm-hmm. She, you know, the license plate or the, the bumper stickers, you know, I wasn't born here, but I got here as soon as I can. And so if you want to claim it as your home state, hey, I'm all for it. I'm not going to be uh, be too critical on this. Yeah. See, like, I, f- I feel like native, you go by the definition, means born there. But also, I think that we could make, like, a pretty good three-man panel to, like, judge exceptions. And if, if this is, like, true. hip, hip, yeah. Ure is trying to, like, to, to win us over, uh, he's got my vote. I think I will make him also a native. Right. And There's for just example... Wait, since you're not a native, can you be giving out native tags well now you two men on your two-man panel can decide. <laughs> right. i see for example to eliminate you i am a native born in boulder community hospital but three to 18 my formative years not just spent out of state out of country Ooh. so by definition yes i'm a native right. but i wouldn't consider myself in it just like uh Hip Hip Ure said yes. that question. Yep. Hip Hip Ure spent his formative years in Colorado. That's what he feels as his uh, home, the the land that bred him, hmm. the land that bred me. To me is Milan. That's what kind of built me formative years. So I think formative years are what matter most. So maybe you need a, you need a different, 
you need a different bumper sticker. Let those idiots like me have the native sticker. <laughs> you take like sharpened in the Rocky Mountains, you know, like right. iron iron sharpens iron. You uh-huh. and it does reach out to D Line Co. He'll he'll love to hear <laughs> ideas. He's really he's been telling me like people just don't reach out in the DMs enough with mm, ideas for stuff. So yeah, please do that. Yeah. He says Absolutely. like I just want to make individual bumper stickers for to- every total. person yeah, who DMs exactly. me. As long as you reach out, I would love to make that for you. Exactly. Yeah, every single time, he would exactly. never say no ever ever. <laughs> Oh, man all right that, don't hammer my <laughs> joke home too hard. <laughs> it was a good joke though <laughs> uh this one's me right yeah coming dan in burke. from old dan burke wait oh. really really quick really quick before you get there you mentioned bread from your home country uh-huh is it true that bread doesn't have salt in it because in tuscany yes in tuscany in because tuscany, the yes. cheese is salty to counter both the cheese and salty cured meats. I sound like an oh. Italian native, don't I? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Bread here <laughs> does, though, have salt? Sorry? Bread here does have salt, though. Correct. Huh. And also most other regions of Italy. Oh. But in Tuscany, Tuscany no salt. Wow. Huh. So when you see that BS Tuscan bread at Whole Foods or any other lying uh, industry, be sure to ask them <laughs> if it has salt in it. And if they say yes, oh, wow. you can tell them, well, that's not Tuscan that's bread. That's not Tuscan bread. <laughs> so I'm oh, now I'm so suing you for false advertisements. So. <laughs> there wow. we go. Yeah. Now we're rich. There I got go. uh, At some point in the next month, I'm going to say, that's not Tuscan bread. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Bro, there if you, you do that, that would make me incredibly <laughs> proud. I'd love that. Wow. So you got really excited, Hank, after reading Dan Burke's name. Um, because he has the, the Calvin Anderson emoji. Mm. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's what we that's call your it now. people. It's no longer... Oh, yeah. Because it's so yeah. hard to explain what that is. Like, is it the finger over the mouth emoji? You right. wouldn't ever say that. No. The shushing emoji. It's awkward what a bad to say. Word. I know, right? Yeah. I think that's now just the Calvin Anderson I think emoji. Is. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's taking that one. Uh, but Dan Burke... Calvin Anderson emoji says, Hey guys. So I've seen a lot of national coach rankings and Vic's at the bottom of most of them, which is to be expected given his record. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Vic, but I still like him and think he's a good coach. I've noticed that the Broncos have been one of the least penalized teams in the league since he took over. And there hasn't been any noticeable effort concerns when the team's been struggling. We know how in demand his scheme is. And I believe he'd be unemployed for about five minutes if the Broncos decide to move on. But that, or, or but what are some of the other things that y'all think Vic does well as a head coach? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think he's without a doubt one of the most coveted defensive minds in 100%. the game. So if he were to be mm-hmm. fired by the Broncos, he would have no problem yep. getting a, a defensive coordinating job. But I think one of the reasons why, well, I think two of them, and you mentioned one of them, uh, why he's knocked right now is his record. Guys, he mm-hmm. has one more win than Vance Joseph had. In his two-year stretch, and Vance, there was no chance of him getting a third year again. Now, there's mm-hmm. obviously um, circumstantial, but just when you look at the record, it it is that bad, and Absolutely. that that's why people uh, are knocking him. And the second thing is, well, what does a head coach do besides potentially calling the offense or the defense? It's game management, and that's an easy thing to point to. And with Vic. There have been very big concerns, not just one, but multiple of those. And those have blown up to be where where the national media knows about them. So that Mm -hmm. that is something that they're going to point to there. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's a list. We've done lists before. It's pretty easy to put the guy who doesn't have a winning record in just two career seasons as a head coach at the bottom of that list. Um, I wouldn't read too much into it. As far as what are things we appreciate of Vic as a coach, I think he's shown 
an incredible amount of flexibility and adaptability as a def- defensive play caller. I went back and studied Vic Fangio's defenses for years prior to him being tired by the Broncos, and he has been able to adjust to the strengths of this roster and completely change his defense. Um, I think that says a lot. When you've been in this game that long, but you're able to kind of build your identity around what the strengths are of your roster, and this has been more the secondary and the edge rushers and what have you, they've been able to kind of patch together the line and the linebackers. It's completely different from what he was doing in San Francisco or Carolina or what have you, and that's what really stands out to me about Vic. Yeah, and he he's uh he's a great guy for the players um because he he can actually gauge the players really well on um you know when they need a day off or when to be hard on a guy when not to be hard on a guy that's why he, in in terms of the media he treats guys so differently he's right. very complimentary on some players and pretty tough on others like Von Miller I mean it was the first offseason he didn't say like a good thing about Von Miller right. the entire season and uh so he he can read the players well and guys he's been in a locker room for like four decades now so it's no surprise that he can do that well so uh, good question there, though, Dan Burke. Next one coming in from the Big T. He says, Demo, the longstanding internationally recognized abbreviation for the word demonstration. That's right. If you guys start <laughs> using demo for demographic, it is going to start confusing everyone like wow, it guys, did me last you really week. did that? Come uh, on, guys. <laughs> don't be Come looking on, at me. I, I, I think that's a Ryan word. Okay, cool. Just, nah, just, yeah, yeah, that sounds <laughs> like Ryan. So this happened Talking on about three rooms? I, I don't know. I, I'm a little caught off guard by it. But uh, he goes on and says, although having said that, what about vet? We don't use the word vet over here for anything other than someone who treats your animals at an extraordinarily overpriced rate nonetheless. But I know over there you guys use vet for veteran and veterinarian alike. So I'll just slither back down the filthy red coat hole I came from. I did enjoy Three Wings a lot on Friday, though, by the way. My childish humor was very much appeased. Breathe like a fart or laughter like a fart. L-M-A-O. Yeah, we had to bring that craziness today as well. Yeah, it's been keeping me up at night. Yeah. Have you changed your stance? No, but I do think a lot about how bad either one of those would be. I did think about it a lot this weekend. You know, when I would laugh or I'd be close to someone, I'm like, which one's better? Which one's worse? Let me just tell Big T as someone who has lived abroad, if you think using multiple abbreviations for different things is bad, you should come to my neighborhood, Big T, where there are five Allison streets. Why would we do this? <laughs> what? There's like a street, a place, a yes. road. Yeah, it's so no conf- it's way. ridiculous. Oh. And, and all over, it's there's a million Harvard places, roads, streets. Oh. It's like, come up with something new, you know. Wow. Figure it out, bro. Wow. Mm. You need to be on, like, uh, the city council. Oh. Yeah. Trust me. If you need help, that help. city council couldn't handle this. Uh, I, I don't think that's could. True. Yeah, you probably uh, get kicked off pretty fast. Oh, real quick. <laughs> it's <laughs> almost 11 2, by the way, boys. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. It let's, is almost 11 let's 2. Let's see if we can it? do it. We Lots got two of lollygagging from Henry here. <laughs> <laughs> Next one from Mark IT Snacks. He says, Hey, guys, we finally get to the AFC West. Who is the one Kansas City Chief you absolutely detested but would have been a mm. huge fan had they gone to Denver? 
I think uh, Jamal Charles is a quick one. Jamal Charles, oh. Dante Hall. Because I, I, I think growing up for me, it was all always those speed guys they always had that just seemed to tear the Broncos apart. And I just hated all of them. And they had Incredible. like four different ones that just like psycho. Yeah. But yeah, I think either one of those guys. And obviously Jamal Charles did become a Bronco. But I like that he went historical. It yeah, that uh, was historical. Well, one guy, when you talk about speed, I think that some people would talk about is Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Now, maybe some people <laughs> would even draw the line and say, I yep. don't want that guy on my team, even yep. if he is that that good yeah and i'm gonna agree with those people i'm gonna go a different route i'm gonna go travis kelsey i mean he is someone who just gets under your skin but it's because he's good and because he does the stupid first down thing and you know he has some reality tv shit he's an easy guy to hate but he's a really good player and if he's on your team you absolutely love him and also didn't he lead the league in receptions last year or he was leading tight end or something yeah insane to me, it's Tyrone Matthew. That was, that was going to be my current Same one. way, yeah. though, right? Like, he's hyped. He's everywhere. It's like, man, this guy's so small. We should be beating him up, but you just can't. Yep. Mm-hmm. If he was on your team. Yep. Yep. Best, the best, the best. The I best. mean, especially in this secondary. Oh, yeah. no kidding. Also, uh, no might kidding. Uh, throw Patrick Mahomes out there. Yeah. But I don't no even, doubt. No. I don't want to think about him today. And last one coming in from Pig Tosser 66. So I had a long drive Friday afternoon, so I saved the pod knowing it would help me get through it. I will just say you guys didn't disappoint. Always fun to be cracking up, almost in tears by yourself in your vehicle and other people seeing you. Almost had to pull over during the fart breathe versus fart laugh discussion. <laughs> That's all from me. You guys are crushing the off season for real. Well, thank you. Pig tosser. And thank you two mm-hmm. for rolling with me today. It is always a blast. Guys, I just want to make three rings you two for the offseason. Um, yes. And uh, because it is just so much fun. You guys are the best. Really appreciate you enjoy rolling or you guys rolling with me today. And before we get out of here, got to tell you about MSU Denver Online, our presenting sponsor, one more time because they're the new urban online university with learning outcomes equivalent to face to face courses, which is unheard of at other universities. But over at MSU, MSU. MSU Denver, they deliver. They have great gen eds taught by real people, great completion options, full programs, and the virtual services to keep you healthy and happy on your way to graduation. They're the preeminent online university in the Rocky Mountain region, and whether you're on campus or online, it's all the same to them. Their students do just as well, and you get the exact same degree. So make sure to check them out over at MSU Denver Online. Well, guys, that'll do it for us today. Thank you so much for rolling with us today, and for Andre and Hank, thank you guys so much for rolling with us. I really appreciate it. We'll be back with you tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Flying cotton